This podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. Strangers and Aliens, episode 124. Strangers and Aliens, summer movie series. Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Welcome to 2014's first installment in the summer movie series. I am Ben Avery, one of three hosts who we're here to talk about the second Captain America movie. And I'm pretty excited about that. But this is the summer movie series because summer always has big blockbuster films. Huge blockbuster films. Yeah. Yeah. And usually has genre films that we're really excited about. So... Uh, well, I've been joined like, by that one I, voice I you like, heard. That I was... like genres. <laughs> big fan what? of genres. Yes. Okay. Steve's a big fan of genres. Yeah, yeah, I heard that twice. Yeah. Well, that was Steve McDonald, who's a big fan of genres. And the other voice you heard, who heard it twice, is yeah, Dr. Is... Jace O'Neill. And you guys ready? Ready. I'm excited about the summer. There's some good stuff coming. Yeah. Um, we're it starting... Seems like... It seems like the type of summer where, like, when you were a kid, you wanted this <laughs> this type of a summer where you have, like, you know, the, the bunch of comic book movies and you have, you know, Godzilla and you have, like, you know, all the, if you like the the other, you know, chain movies, the franchise movies, you get, what, Transformers and Planet of the Apes and all that stuff. And it's just like, you know, every week you can go to the theater and see something new. Yeah, based yeah, on I, your toy collection. I, I, thought, I thought you were going to say every week you can go and see something good, but that's two different things. You can definitely see yeah. something new. Yeah. yeah. Well, something, yeah. they're hitting some of my favorite franchises. I mean, we've got this one, Captain America. We've got X-Men, mm-hmm. Days of Future Past. Yep. Sp- Spider-Man, um, Amazing Spider-Man 2 is going to be our next uh, movie, summer series movie that we do. Um, ending with Guardians of the Galaxy and our final movie of the summer Dr. Jace. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> I hope it's good. Teenage yep. Mutant Ninja Turtles. Turtles Here in a half shell. shell. Turtle yeah. power. I, I really just hope it's good for one reason and one reason only. Um, one, because I'll be spending money on it. So, guys, two reasons <laughs> and two reasons only. One, because I'll be spending money on it. And the other reason is I just want Dr. Jace to like it. <laughs> I just don't want them to ruin it for him. Yeah. Because it's been ruined in other other formats, so well, let's not ruin it in this one too. I'm going to be watching it, and the funny thing will be, okay. I don't know what anyway. exactly, I don't know the exact things that you are going to be looking for, Doctor Jace. And so as I'm watching it, I'm going to be second guessing everything. I think, and I won't be watching it saying, "Did I like this?" It'll be, "Did Doctor Jace like that?" <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we'll see because. He he killed my my transformers, so um, I'm hoping he doesn't ruin Ninja Turtles. But uh, you know, yeah. I saw the trailer. Um, some people are really ticked off about how the looks are so different than the original, and that really doesn't bother me that much. For me, it's more of the story and really getting it. And I'm I, as you guys know, we've talked about this before. I really hope they get the relationship between Leonardo and Raphael correct. Mm-hmm. I really hope. Which I, I actually kind of like the fact that Raphael looks like he's like this. He's he looks like the Incredible Hulk, uh, <laughs> huge. Because because his personality has always been he's the bad boy. He's the strongest of all of them. 
Uh, Leonardo may be the most skilled fighter, but really, Rafael probably has more talent. He just doesn't is probably not as disciplined as Leonardo. Yeah. So I like the fact that the very first picture of of Rafael is he's this brick house of a of a person. So. <laughs> well, and I might be speaking Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle blasphemy right now, but I actually kind of like that they have different body types and different costuming because yeah, I, I can never keep them apart. I mean, I just it, it was worse obviously when they when it started where they were just the exactly the same black and white. It was just the weapons. That's all you can. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, They're all red. All their masks were red. Black and white. (laughs) Gray. Well, they had color covers, though. They did have color covers. Not originally. They didn't? No. Yeah. Uh... I have one of the the original uh, Ninja Turtles comic books. And on the cover, their masks uh, inside is all black and white. But the, 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 the cover, they're all red. But do you have the first printing of the first issue? No, no. I'm pretty I sure in the first printing of the first issue, it's all black and white. Even on the pretty cover? Sure. Pretty sure. That's what I'm checking right now. To Google! <laughs> to Google, <laughs> everyone. Away. Clickety-clack, clickety-clack. Uh, no, not black and white. There's uh, red tones to it. Are you sure it's the first edition of the first issue? Um, I don't know. Well, I would have to say that technically, I see we're red all tones. Right. Yeah, because it's kind of black and white with red shading. Yeah. So, uh, but I, I kind of I agree with you, Ben. I agree that I'm okay with them changing body types and adding some different nuances because if you're not an average fan, or if you're in the middle of a fight, sometimes it, it is tough to tell them apart unless you're looking at their weapon. Yeah. So it makes sense. Um, that you kind of change it up because, you know, the brothers would look a little bit different. Yeah, so I for me, it's just looking at it and, okay, will it be, will the characters, will I like the characters and will I like the story? All right. And I'm not a huge enough fan of just all the different variations and stuff to be able to say, oh, but that, 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 that. Although the nostrils thing, I think is actually... Not bad. I mean, real turtles well, think, have nostrils. I think what it does, yeah, I think they try because this Raphael uh, looks like a. If you if you look at different types of turtles, it looks like they took pieces of different types of turtles. Because Raphael, I don't know the exact type of turtle, but we used to have a turtle whose nose was a little bit more sharper and smaller, like that. That that doesn't really that does not bother me as much because I mean it's in a re envisioning, and mm-hmm. at the same time. The kind of the rounder nose that they usually have probably does have a slightly more kiddish feel, um, whereas giving them a little bit more um, – well, and to be honest, they didn't have the technology to be able to do much other – you know, that's realistic. This one, I, I'm okay with the look. I'm okay with the look, but um, I'm interested to see – yeah. Where it all goes. Well, we're not here to talk about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, though. We're here to talk about Captain America 2. Yeah. So, guys, what... Oh, my goodness. We're, well, the way we do a summer movie series is our upfront part here is spoiler-free. And then we will have a spoiler warning. There is in the spoiler organ we'll play. <laughs> and and then we will get into some more nitty-gritty and, and talk about some of the, the crazy spoilers. Although, I don't know if we can spoil this movie any more than the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. TV show has done. 
but we'll yeah. talk about that when we get to it. So and only about a billion people have seen it. So so Captain America two. What do you guys think? What's your uh, your first reactions to Captain America two? I thought it was really cool because you had it, it's basically like um, a mini Avengers. You know, you have you know at least three people who you could say are Avengers. So technically it's like a little mini Avengers. It's not Iron Man. It's not the Hulk, not that stuff, but you still get these cool characters. You get the team feel and, um, you know, it's just a really interesting, you know, from the, from the first, from the first, uh, uh, you know, setup part, you, you understand that there, there's going to be this layered thing happening, you know, where people might be on the same mission together but they might be actually on a different mission, you know? <laughs> so um, having that uh, and then, you know, seeing how the rest of the movie plays out, I think was, was uh, very well done. And I just enjoy the, the, the whole, the whole movie. Um, now the, the strange thing is I try not to give too much away. So if I'm going too far, let me know guys. Um, the strange thing is when this came out as a comic book, you know, 10 years ago, I didn't like what they did with a certain character, um, which is a pretty major character, so I won't go that much into it. But I didn't like it so much that I didn't even read this story arc. So I was sort of going into it just knowing a couple of things about the story and then just sort of letting myself, you know, hey, this is 10 years after my initial bristling of the, you know, this thing that they're doing. And then I just sort of, just sort of let it take me, and uh, I'm glad I did. It was it was very well done. Doctor Jace, what about you? Initial reaction? What you what you think? I had two reactions. Um, one was great disappointment. Okay. Because I kept hearing, "This is the best. This is awesome. This is the best Marvel movie ever." And during the movie, I kept wanting to feel that way, but I didn't. And the other part was, but it was okay. I mean, it was pretty good. There were some cool things about it. Um, and so that was my initial take. We can go more in depth about why that was, but I was disappointed. It did not deliver what I, what I was really looking for. I didn't really have any expectations specifically. I had a, a vague understanding of, of some of the plot points. Um, and I was, I could see what they were trying to do and I enjoyed a lot of it. However, um, I didn't feel like it quite delivered. Hmm. Okay. And for me, I, I thought his helmet was stupid, first of all. <laughs> Second of all, I mean, I like Christopher Lee, but come on. I mean, TV movie, Christopher Lee, it's just not going to be as, as as impressive for anyone. And then the dying goat at the very end of um. – oh. Captain America two. I think you're thinking death too soon. Oops. Yeah. Yeah. Wrong movie. See, this is 2014. Right. Not 1977. Yeah. 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 If we're talking about the the or 79. Sorry. Yeah. If we're talking about the old (laughs) ones, then it's not just disappointment. It's utter. This is like the worst movie (laughs) ever made. Uh, I I think okay might might even be worse than. Santa conquers the Martians. It's so bad. Okay, I, I will I will say one thing in defense of those Captain America TV movies, and that is we had nothing else. Yeah, 
Now, this we, is well, 1979, you the, so... You had the Hulk TV series. We had Superman in the big yeah. screen. Yes, the, the Spider-Man TV series. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but the whole TV Woman. show was actually pretty cool, but this one was lame. <laughs> it was good enough to get two pilots, though. I mean, they made two TV movies, two pilots. I mean, basically, that was... The first one did, eh, okay, we'll go ahead and order a second one, see how it does, and maybe go to series. But, no... But anyway, no. Um, yeah, that one was so bad. It, I, 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 I'm embarrassed. I mean, I know it's been like several decades, but I'm still embarrassed for everyone that was even associated with that project. Uh, well, they didn't do too much else except for Christopher Lee. Christopher Lee He's cool, yeah. is good enough to survive Captain America 2, Death Too Soon, and move on to still continue his career. He, he's kind of like in every genre of film now. But. Yeah, he's done a Marvel movie. He's done Lord of the Rings. He's done Star Wars. Of course, the Marvel movie was this one that we're talking about. Death yeah. too soon. But, um, <laughs> Not really Marvel. <laughs> so anyway, uh, no, my initial reaction was I really, really, really enjoyed the movie. Um, I think Captain America Winter Soldier, um, it's a very different movie. And so I was very pleased for that. Um, I felt like it was a good follow-up, though, to Avengers and to the first Avenger. Um, they, they, they played on some, some threads from the first Avenger where they were able to, you know, reference it, use it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the character of Captain America, the, Steve Rogers himself, I really liked the way they played him. They still played him earnest. He wasn't, uh, I mean, he was dealing with a jaded time, our time, you know. But he wasn't letting himself completely become jaded, even as just things around him are being revealed and he is stuck in the middle of conspiracies and and bad guys and, you know, this and that. And who do you trust and 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 all that. And so um, I I liked where they were going with that. So I, I really did enjoy the movie. I actually enjoyed it more the second time. Um, I took my my son and a couple of his friends to an early matinee. Nice. And I really enjoyed it the second time when I saw it because then I was able to say, okay, I saw all these things before, after they came, after they happened, you know. But now before they happen, you're able to see them coming mm-hmm. and, and say, oh, well, there's the – there's that foreshadowing. And the other thing, I don't know – I mean we can kind of t- talk a little bit about the style of the movie. But this movie is – tight there is very little going on in this movie that doesn't belong and if mm-hmm. you see something on the screen it's there for a reason yeah to set the tone or to say okay there's one thing where you know i don't want to get into it because of the spoiler aspect of things but they frame it in such a way that you're like wait a minute why are we seeing S- steve rogers standing there and then to his left there's that why why are they including that in the frame well because 30 seconds later he's going to use that you know and mm-hmm. it just there's you know if it's on screen it's important yeah and i yeah, just felt I, like it was very very tight in that way i i felt like um what what i looked at was it seemed like all the raw material was there in the sense that it had all the ingredients for a really spectacular film. I thought the execution was lacking. 
I felt that there were all these, like, for example, in one of the things that Marvel always has is the sense of humor. I was in a packed theater full of people, and they always have this, these humorous moments. There was not one humorous moment where anybody laughed. It was kind of like, oh, we're supposed to laugh now, uh, but we're not because it wasn't that funny. And, oh, I had the opposite. Yeah. yeah. And so, and I, I just did not, it was one of those things where I, what it was is, I don't know if it's in the directing and it may have been in the editing process, but it seemed to me that all the ingredients were there, but the transitions were a bit clunky. So in my opinion, it was, it was the raw material was good, but it didn't deliver. I'm sitting there going, oh, oh, this could have been so much better. This, this was, this has the material to be a five star, one of my top five favorites, but it's not really coming through. I had the exact opposite problem, Dr. Jace, <laughs> and that was I sat next to a guy who laughed at everything. When I, yeah. This is when I went by myself before, um, like on the opening night. <laughs> and uh, fortunately for me, uh, I got I got there a little late, but I was able to still get my, my exact center seat that I really love getting um, because there was a group sitting in that row and they were off to the side. So I sat down there and then this guy came and sat down one seat away. So I still had a buffer between the people on either side of me. This guy was not a small person and he was also not very clean. Um, and so he's sitting there, he's putting, he puts his hands behind his head. So I look over and it's just his pit looking back at me. Um, he's wearing a sleeveless shirt and <laughs> we're watching. Okay. So the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, trailer starts. He's obviously seen this many, many times because he's laughing at every line that you're supposed to laugh at before it happens. Like they'll, he'll start laughing just before they say the line. So the movie started and you've got the opening scene. There's, there's some laugh lines there with how Steve Rogers meets um, uh, the, the Falcon. What's his name? Sam. Sam. Sam Wilson. <laughs> Sam Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he's meeting Sam Wilson, and and it's funny. It's that meet cute kind of thing. Only it's not mm -hmm. a romantic comedy. It's a, a spy thriller. But um, <laughs> and he's writing down the things that he hasn't experienced. Yeah, yet. yeah. Well, it, it's just all those things that they're. It's setting the setting the story for us in case you haven't seen it before, and you're mm -hmm. getting the idea of what's going on with Steve Rogers in, in the current day. And this guy's just laughing at everything very very loud, <laughs> and just. Uh, the exact opposite of what you had going on with your yeah, theater, no, Dr. I'm talking, Chase. I'm talking, I'm talking about crickets. And, <laughs> and something that, as a, as a, someone who's acted as far as both theater and film, like it, there's nothing worse than there being a line where you're supposed to have a reaction from the audience and there's nothing. And I'm sitting there going, wow, this entire, this is a packed auditorium. Yeah. And yeah. I'll tell you what, what's worse is when you wrote it. Yeah, 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 and yeah. no one is. No, that's but, bad too. But I, I was sitting there. I was trying to figure out if it was the writing of the line, if it was the editing of the moments, or if because several of the moments are are um, Steve Rogers moments. If Chris Evans in that character because he's done other stuff like Johnny Storm and uh, where he was like the brash kind of fun. Maybe in this character, it just didn't really fit and. I really wanted to laugh because that's one of the things I've always enjoyed about the Marvel ones is because right in the moment where it's getting a little too tense, there's some kind of release. And I just felt 
and I didn't I don't I didn't know much about this storyline. I know that it's one of his biggest storylines, one of the best ones the last couple of years, you know, whatever. But I, I, I saw everything. Like I'm sitting there going, I figured out all the, the twists and turns way early on, and there was no surprises. And so when I we got to the transitions, I'm kind of like, oh, that could have been, that was not really very seamless. Hmm. Yeah, because I didn't catch everything that was coming, and I did know the story. Yeah. Um. I mean, there were things that happened that I don't think they even had any foreshadowing for that I, I wouldn't have. Yeah, like caught, but... for, I don't want to go into the spoiler things, but the, the I, I mean, it was to me, it was like a red flag. By the way, we are foreshadowing this person because it's important for later on. And I was like, oh, mental note, I know exactly what's going on here. Now, there are certain things I, you know, that's just, you you know, you know, because of the, the genre. But there were things that caught me off guard. Yeah. Um, there was things like I, 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 the tone, the whole conspiracy thing. I thought that was really cool. I, I really liked, you know, like I said, I, it, it had this potential. What, what I'm trying, what I'm not trying to say is it was a horrible movie. What I'm saying is, is that I think it had the potential to be one of the best hero movies that's ever been made. But I felt like it basically settled for it's a pretty good movie. You see, I did. I, th- I don't think it was better than either the Avengers or the first. Uh, Captain America, but what I really liked was it just dove right into the action. Yeah. And as as much as I, I don't really like origin stories, but the thing is, with the first Captain America movie, you had this, for me anyway, a very, very moving story about this kid who can't obviously be a soldier, but he knows it's the right thing to do, and he knows it's it's what he has to do. And he's just dogged and relentless, and he doesn't even stop, even when it's against the law and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, and I'll watch that over and over again because it's yeah. inspiring. And then you get this really cool, you know, period piece, um, you know, World War II and, and all that fun stuff. But then, you know, you, the whole thing ends, and of course, it gets brought into modern day, and you get the Avengers movie, which was, you know, over the top. There was another one where you just shoved right into the action. You know, basically, you put the team together, and then you're you're shoved right in. Um, but there's, you know, a lot of of you know shuffling the deck and and getting all the characters at the right place at the right time, and you know, all of a sudden, you have this huge big sequence at the end where they're all together, they're all doing the fun stuff together, and everything. And, you know, it just – it really works, especially for a first Avengers movie. You know, yeah. I, I'm, I'm after seeing this, after seeing what they could do with, you know, taking these characters and just throwing them into action and putting the huge story behind it. I mean, you know, when we get to it, we'll get to it. But um, – Yeah, but there's, you know, there's big stakes here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean no, it's, I, not, I, it's not the world is going to be destroyed by aliens from a black hole. <laughs> but – um. It is big stakes, and I and I did wonder because with with Thor: The Dark World, they had to like put wait, the whole universe. Wait, 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 wait. I, haven't, I haven't seen Thor: The Dark World yet. Oh well, they raised the stakes or tried to with Thor: The Dark World. With Iron Man three, I don't think they even bothered with the stakes. They're just like, yeah, yeah. here's another Iron Man movie. You like Robert Downey Jr., right? Yeah, yeah we do. <laughs> uh, you, you like action movies from the '80s, right? Yeah, we do. Um, but anyway, with this, they they were able to make stakes that were high but that were different from Avengers and that's the other thing I like about this is that um, 
it's a different kind of movie. Every Marvel movie, well, I shouldn't say every Marvel movie, but most Marvel movies have a different tone and a different um, yeah. style and a different genre almost. Where what, what I really liked about the first event, uh, the first Captain America, was the period part of it. Mm-hmm. Period piece. I really enjoyed. It was in a different era, and so I was curious what they would do with this one. This one, I thought they did a very good job of basically taking kind of a fish out of water and dealing with extraordinary circumstances, and yet he still can't get away from his past. Um, yeah, I, I thought I thought it was a very interesting storyline. I, I like the Black Widow. I like the um, as a Falcon. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, I think that that was. Because what that did was it, I think maybe, Steve, what you're kind of hinting at, it, it kind of created Iron Man type moments when you were with him kind of flying through the sky. So you're kind of like, oh, this is a Marvel movie. This is cool. Um, well, let's see. Uh, well, who, who would you recommend this movie to? Let's start with that. And soon we'll get into spoilers. But, but as far as like... Um, I would, what I, I would, what kind of viewer do you think is going to enjoy this movie or not I, I, enjoy it? I would have recommended it to Ben and Steve. <laughs> I, 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 very specific, but okay. <laughs> if, if, if you would have asked me, I would have said I would have said Ben will think this is an A or A minus, and I think Steve will say this is a B or B plus. That's what I would have guessed. Um, depending on if if this was a storyline that. Steve was really upset about or happy about because I never can quite tell his taste. But I would have guessed Ben says this in A or A minus. Steve B or B plus. That would have been my guess. I'd probably say B plus to A minus. Yeah, somewhere in that range. Yeah, I give it an A, not an A plus, but I give it an A. Yeah. What do you? What would you I, give it? I, I would probably give it a B minus. Okay. Well, that's not bad. I mean, that's better. That's above no. average, but not. Oh yeah, yeah. no, yeah. I really I enjoyed it. But I just felt like – because there are moments I'm like, oh, like like when he's driving the, his motorcycle at a certain point in the movie, I'm sitting there going, oh, man, this has the potential. I'm really liking this. And all of a sudden it kind of like, oh, well, that was not as cool as I thought it was going to be. But wow. it's so cool. <laughs> so basically I think you maybe would have liked it a little bit more if you hadn't have had such high expectations based on what sounds like – based on – other people's if, reactions if, before you had a chance to see it. I didn't have any expectations on the story because I didn't know the story. But if you would have blocked out what everyone had to say, I still probably would have disappointed because – probably not as much because I felt just watching the movie that there were some things that just did not connect or flow as well as it should have. Um, I, I will say as far as previous storylines go, this pulls from a whole bunch of different things. Mm-hmm. Um, the Winter Soldier comic book that it pulls from, it it's in broad terms, very broad strokes that it's pulling yeah. from that. Uh, and so anything that I'd already read um, that was connected to this, I mean, you could see the the traces there, but it wasn't like, oh, wow, they changed this, they changed that. It's basically they said, we have this element that we like, we have this element that we like from this other story. Let's take these, let's use these um, to tell the story we want to tell. So – there were people I think who did go in expecting a, a faithful adaptation and that is not at all, not at all what they were getting. Um, okay. So oh, I was going to ask something, but I can't remember now. 
Um, we've already graded it. <laughs> so that's, yeah. <laughs> that's out of the way. All right, good. Um, <laughs> well, well, let me ask you guys this. Well, maybe Ben can recover his thought. Where would you put, if you're talking about all the Marvel movies, what are the top three Marvel movies that you would say would be in your list? And not, you don't have to explain why, but kind of if, if this is not in your top three, where would it fit in your, your list? This would be my third. I'd say Captain America, Avengers, and then this one. Uh, yeah, this would be... Wait wait, 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 wait. Say that again. Wait, I didn't hear that. Steve, could you say that again? Captain America, Avengers, and then this one. Okay. And I, I would be close to that, although the original Iron Man yeah, very close. might be fighting to get into that top three. But, um, yeah, I, I, don't know, I really enjoyed it. I remember what I was going to say, though. And that was you had Avengers, which, you know, was so good. And some people are saying it's the best superhero movie that was ever made. Um, things like that. And from the Avengers, we went to Iron Man 3, which disappointed so many people. Yeah. And to Dark World, which was Thor, you know. And so it wasn't going to be um, to everyone's taste. Uh, and, and I personally was not wowed by Thor Dark World. Um, I enjoyed it. And I, I surprised actually on, on Welcome to Level 7, Daniel was really surprised at, at how, while I enjoyed it, it just wasn't up there for me. I liked it. I liked it more than Thor. Um, but I, so I was a little worried about this one and I was just relieved that it was as good as it was. I, but I would probably rank Avengers by far number one. I would probably have to rank Iron Man number two since it, it started, really started this whole thing. And it was like we all said, it didn't have as much depth. Like, I don't think it has as much depth as say the Captain America movies have, but it was like a rock concert. It was so fun. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's Avengers zero right there. Yeah. And then I would say <laughs> that my third one would probably be the original Captain America. Yeah. See this, this Captain America, the winter soldier is Avengers. 2.5 or 1.5. <laughs> 1. 1.5. I mean, it is. It's a mini Avengers movie. It is, but it didn't have the. I didn't feel like it had the, the, the. The smoothness of 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 Avengers. I felt like that was is a bit choppy at parts. I think it, maybe it, that's in that's on purpose, just because of the you know the way the story plays out. It's no, supposed that, to be a little, you know, a little choppy, a little disjointed, a little bit like, wait a minute, what? You know, yeah, that type of feel no, it. I, I understand because I like those kinds of movies, but I think that what they were trying to do, I don't think they did it as well as I think maybe someone else could have done it better. Maybe do you the think they hit the mark of what they were trying to get of a kind of a 70s conspiracy political thriller? I think thematically, yes, but I don't think the actual... I think it may have been even in the in the in the editing process because there was not um, like where it should have been a ten, it was like a six or a five in certain moments. Like like I said, the jokes weren't very funny. The the transitions from one to another, there were things that did not seem to make quite as much sense. Um, I kind of know what they're going for. I just don't think they hit the mark. Fair enough. Again, yeah. again, I enjoyed it. But I was sitting there. There were moments where I'm going, 
this could be up there for me, up there with Avengers. As you guys know, that was a big deal. I love the Avengers. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting there going, this has the potential, even as I'm in the movie, to really kind of get itself and in, in, in maybe position as a top five all-time comic movie. And then it, 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 it didn't. And then there are moments I'm like, oh, there it is again. And then it didn't. And then, oh, wait, this might be it. And then it didn't. <laughs> wow. It's like you watched a different movie. <laughs> In some ways. I think I know where you're coming from. But we're going to – I mean we really can't get into the the nitty-gritty of it. But I, I think I know where you're coming from. There were certain things that you're just like – it was rote. It, not not rote like written but rote like it was just the – this is what you do in a movie like this. You do this to this character, or, or, you yeah, know, and, and, and then, Avengers, and then here's the twist. Well, it's not not so much a twist because that's just yeah. what you do in this kind of movie. Exactly. Like I, I felt like the force. Yeah, I can see what you're saying. So, was so obvious that I kind of knew what was going to happen. And whereas Avengers, it felt fresh, it felt interesting, it felt unique. Uh, this one was unique and different in a different way, and I really enjoyed that. I really appreciated what they're going for. I just didn't think they hit a home run. I felt like they hit a double. Um, let's let's uh, Steve and, and I will we'll give our recommendations for who we think should go see this movie or would like this movie, and then we can talk about spoilers. Okay. So, Steve, what do you think? Uh, who would you recommend this movie to? Everybody. <laughs> no. Um, if you like, you know, obviously, if you like. Uh, you know, comic book movies, if you like action movies, um, you know, even if you like movies that are more uh, just sort of like, you know, governmental intrigue or, you know, who's really behind, you know, the this organization or that organization, you know, CIA movies, FBI movies, Born Identity, stuff like that. Um, you, you'll probably get a lot out of this. The, the characters aren't uh, you know, superheroes. They don't have superpowers. So, you know, it's it's sort of like a you know James Bond with a shield, you know, who's really good at fighting, stuff like that. So you you get these more human superheroes with than a cool you would boomerang if, shield. Yeah, cool <laughs> boomerang shields and stuff. So, you know anyone that, that likes those over the top action movies. That's funny that you mentioned the over the, the shield. If you think about it Captain America as a concept in a Bond movie is the villain. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's super strong and throws a shield and it always returns to him. Yeah. But um but then you take uh you know he's 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 Bond. So yeah, I, I you said Born Identity. This movie owes a lot to Born Identity and owes a lot to some of the new James Bond stuff with uh with uh who's the new Daniel. Daniel Craig. Yeah, Daniel Craig. Um, it owes a lot to those kind of movies. It owes a lot to the 70s conspiracy type movies like uh, The Conversation or um, French Connection and that kind of thing with the kind of action set pieces. The only difference being um, – well, with the car chases, they had actual cars. They were actually doing stunts and stuff like that. But with the helicarriers, when when you have people running and jumping off of a helicarrier, it's it's CGI. Uh, they're not doing real stunts Don't like that. Don't ruin it for me. Oh, sorry. Sorry. That's funny. But, Gosh. but I would recommend this to anyone who likes action movies. And even if you don't like superhero movies, if you are interested in action movies, this is going to, I think, be the kind of movie you're looking for. So, yeah. Uh, let's uh, let's play the play the spoiler music and, and we'll uh, talk about spoilers here for a little bit and then we'll, we'll wrap it up. Do it. 
Spoilers. 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 All right, gentlemen, everything is fair game. Uh, we are going to be able to spoil Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Um, we are not going to spoil Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Aww, Although... Because yeah, I haven't seen it. Right. Although the, the events of this movie affect the characters in the TV show. And there is an episode where you get to see what are they doing while the stuff in this movie is going on. And that's pretty cool. Yeah. But... um. Basically, they crafted the first season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. around leading up to this movie and then the fallout. And that's all we're going to say about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. at this point. But, yeah, Dr. Jace, you're going to hit an episode where, oh, so that's what the rest of S.H.I.E.L.D. was doing. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of cool and and unprecedented as far as television and, and movies go. I'm hoping that that gets on Netflix soon. It'll, I, I'm sure it will be on Netflix this summer before season two starts. Because they have all the Avengers stuff on there. Yeah, yeah. Well, Disney has a, a relationship now with, with yeah. Netflix, a, a pretty decent deal. So, And I, they have ABC shows on there. Um, but like I said, well, I say that without knowing if they've been renewed or not. But, um, but we're done talking about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. We're not going to talk about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. anymore, um, except for maybe one tiny tiny thing that is no it's a major plot point in this movie and it it, so we're gonna anyway let's uh let's talk um as far as now that we can spoil it completely what were some of the coolest things from this movie i thought the the uh, winter soldier costume design was really cool I thought they did a good job of of bringing that to life. I thought it was a, an interesting villain look that we hadn't quite seen yet. Um, I, I thought they did a good job with that. As much as I don't like that they take Bucky and bring him back, I mean, you know, in, in Marvel Comics, it was the thing that was the constant for, you know, 50, 60 years before this the, the comic book series, you know, the Winter Soldier comic book series. Um and, you know, to have him come back in the next Captain America movie, um, you know, but the, it, it's sort of already spoiled. So it's, you know, 10 years past and all that stuff. Um, but, yeah, you're right. The, the, the character design and uh, the way that they brought, um, uh, you know, Bucky from the first movie. And, you know, it's not, you know, a, a reimagined Bucky. It's really that guy and the same actor you know, all that mm-hmm. stuff. And now he has a chance to be, you know, an over the top. And I really enjoyed the first movie when he, you know, he teams back up with Captain America, and he's not the the guy that's going to protect Steve Rogers anymore. He's on his team, and he just says, you know what? Well, this is the best thing to do to get this war won. And he's, you know, not subservient, but he puts himself in a secondary position to Cap. And, you know, here he is in this movie and he's now able to show his stuff, you know, as, yeah. a, as an actor and as a character. So I really enjoyed that, the you know, that the re not the reinventing yeah. of him, but just the, you know, the way they brought him back. See, I didn't know the whole storyline with Bucky. Um, I mean, I knew that when I saw the first one, someone had said that, you know, oh, he's, you know, Bucky is well known in Marvel Universe, but I didn't really know why. So when I'm sitting there watching the movie, 
and he goes and Captain America goes and sees the, the museum and you see this picture of Bucky, his friend, and you hear the voiceover, the only man to die or whatever, da, 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 da. And, so, and then you hear this, you see this moment where Captain America's broke up about it. Well, all of a sudden, when you know there's this secret guy going on and he can fight and beat up everybody and he's a ghost, I, I mean, I knew that's Bucky. Uh, to me, it was it was a completely obvious foreshadowing that it was like, by the way, we're foreshadowing what's about to happen. <laughs> you are so one of the simple. few people who actually managed to make it through seeing commercials and stuff then. Yeah. Um, because it was spoiled not just for the comic book fan, but for anyone who watched the commercials or watched any of the special features where they had like people sitting down and talking about the movie – it was just it was spoiled. It was not yeah. a mystery. Yeah. Um, See, and so I well, wondered if anyone okay, so for you who didn't know going in, it wasn't really that much of a mystery, is what you're saying. No, I'm saying that yeah, I'm saying that it was like that's probably, in my opinion, why they spoiled it. Did they put it in the trailer or something? They did. Okay. Yeah. Well yeah. that's probably why, because when they're watching the movie they go, by the way, this is obvious anyways. Because I'm sitting there going this is supposed to be a big secret. This is supposed to be like this big reveal, this big mystery. I automatically know picture voiceover. It's Bucky. He's back from the first movie. And I think that's what you're supposed to get at that point. Is you it? Know? You think, you think they're I giving it to you so. at that point? I, I well, don't think so. I think they've already given it away. And I think right then they're saying, okay, here's, here's the, the, the big thing. If you didn't get it, you know, already, here it is. Here's the big thing. I love that museum, by the way. That was really yeah, cool. That was, but I don't, I don't think that's what they're trying to do, especially within the genre. This, the genre was this conspiracy thing. I think they were trying to build up who is this guy. And, in fact, there was a, a, a lady behind me. They were talking throughout the whole movie. Um, whenever they're like, this Winter Soldier is a ghost. And the one lady in the back goes, who is he? Who is he? I want to know who he is. And I'm sitting there going, <laughs> lady, Bucky, he, they made it. Like neon sign. Well, here's the thing. I think they're trying to have their cake and eat it too a little bit with this because with the museum, the museum was an awesome, awesome flashback without doing a flashback. You know, they give you all of Steve Rogers backstory. Yeah. Um, and it's great. I, yeah. I love that uh, they were able to give you the backstory in a, such a way that wasn't so cheesy. Sometimes it can be really cheesy this felt good, but they had to give you everything you needed to know. And what did you need to know? You needed to know how how Steve Rogers became Captain America, and you needed to know that 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 uh, Bucky was his his best bud, you know. Mm -hmm. And so I think, yeah, I, I mean, I wasn't able to watch it through your eyes, Doctor Jace, and so that's yeah. why I I'm actually glad that you made it through all of the the media <laughs> up front and were able to say, oh well, you know, obviously. So, because I, I couldn't, you know, I just, yeah. I had it ruined for me 10 years ago yeah. um, when someone spoiled Winter Soldier comic book for me. <laughs> so I never actually read the Winter Soldier comic book. And we um, were watching, I think it was that, um, the Marvel Universe TV special. And I think they, yeah, they, they ruined did. it there. Yeah. They totally we were, did in that. We were watching it and I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah. They just told you. <laughs> they didn't even pretend. I mean, it's just, no. yeah. And so the, I was in this movie well, and when I was in the first movie, I did this and now I get to be the bad guy in this movie. Yeah. It's, it was almost that blatant. And, and also, I mean, the other big reveal was Samuel L. Jackson and. Okay. That it, one, nobody that one, knew. Nobody thought he was dead. Yeah. I'm sitting there yeah. going, oh, they killed him off. There's no way 
he's dead. There's right. no way. They're totally set it up. And then, you know, because he's super paranoid or whatever. Oh, yeah, there he is. He's at the end. He's dead. Or he's not dead. He's alive. Yeah, but I don't think anyone expected him to be dead. Yeah. I, oh, oh, yeah. The people in our, our audience was like, oh, I was just going to ask oh, you, what about the yeah. lady? <laughs> what about the lady oh, yeah, behind you? They were like, there was a sigh of relief when they saw him. There was this like, oh, there he is. See, that's all- that's another thing that was spoiled is they show, you know, Fury get in a car accident. They show a body covered in a sheet. And so before I even saw the movie, I knew that we were supposed to think Fury was dead and that he wouldn't be. Because they signed him for more movies. You know, it's just <laughs> it's like, well, uh, they've got this guy. People really like him and they signed him to like 30,000 movies. Yeah. So. So I don't think that was supposed to be. Yeah, but the know. average person, the average moviegoer doesn't know that. They don't know how many movies he signed. <laughs> like, for instance, I, I found out afterwards that the guy, or at least the rumor is that the guy who signed on to be Winter Soldier has signed on for like eight Marvel movies. He is. He, he Basically, I think anyone new that comes in signs a contract that says like nine movies or something like that. <laughs> it's just an outrageous number. But, um, you know, it, it's for things like, you know, with Nick Fury – he comes in for some of the movies. He's there for, you know, five minutes. Um, yeah. Now, for this one, he was in for a lot more. But uh, the guy who played Agent Coulson, he they did uh, Iron Man 2, and he talks about New Mexico. I have to go to New Mexico. I can't stick around. And then after he's done reading, you know, doing the, the scene, he finally asks some of the producers, so what's in New Mexico? And they said, oh, haven't you heard? You're in Thor. <laughs> and he's, I am? <laughs> and, oh, yeah, yeah maybe we should get you know. a script. <laughs> So I mean, they're they're just signing you for as many movies as they can. Yeah. They're they're not going to necessarily make that many, but um, it is a possibility though. Like when they, they, you can kind of see they set up. Okay, Chris Evans leaves. Who's the natural person to take the place as as Captain America? You know, Bucky would be. Yeah. Um, Robert Downey Jr. leaves. I would love to see Don Cheadle mm-hmm. play. You know, okay, well. Robert Downey Jr. doesn't want to be Iron Man anymore, but guess what? Here's Rhodey. He can be yeah. Iron Man. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't think they'll. I don't think that's the way they'll go. It might not be, but they can set it up that yeah, way, they, so it's the yeah, options are it. there. Yeah. So, and it's someone who you know. Well, for for Captain America anyway, um, you have uh, what's his name, Sebastian Stan. You know, who is not a huge name. I don't think. I haven't really seen him in anything else, but. Just in case Chris Evans says, "You know what? I want you know twenty bi- twenty million for the next one." You could just say, "All right, uh, hold on, let me just talk to Sebastian." Hey, Sebastian, you want to be the new Captain America for five? <laughs> we're gonna do the we're gonna do the death of Captain America storyline. Yeah. <laughs> so. One thing that I really over the top, and if you go back to our original Captain America episode, did we do one? Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure we did. Well, wait a minute, was that with? Uh, that other podcast? It might have been. But I, at the anyway. time, I said, what would really make the second Captain America movie pop for me would be if they if they brought back Peggy Carter, mm. his, his girlfriend from the World War II, somehow, some way. And they did. They brought her back. She's, you know, on, on her deathbed, dying, whatever, you know, Alzheimer's disease. But they brought her back and it shows Captain America still. I don't know if he's in love with her or if he. He does know, just, love her. Yeah. He definitely loves her. 
it's not like he wants to marry her no. and have her have his, their children. But it's that it's that. That would be a whole work. nother storyline. <laughs> that would be weird. But <laughs> but they 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 show that they had a relationship since he's come back. They've had time together to renew their friendship. He loves her. He's not in love with her necessarily, but he loves her. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I like that. What did you think, especially you, Dr. Jace, with your theater background, what did you think of her old age makeup? Because um, I know there were people who were trying to figure out, is that her? And it is. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. because it, I think if I remember quickly in the movie, you see her older and then you see her young again. Is that how it worked? Uh, no, you see her young in the museum. Yeah, and they have a video of her from the fifties. Oh, that's right, that's right. Yeah, Yeah, and she's talking about how Steve Rogers ended up saving the man who became her husband, which they never revealed who it was that was her husband. Right. But um, I remember thinking that. I remember thinking, is that real or not? Because I didn't, I couldn't. I was trying to remember if I had seen her before in that in this episode, which. Uh, I, I the video where she's getting interviewed, right? That happened before. Yeah, yeah it was before. Yeah, so I remember having that thought of wondering. Uh, I, I believed it was her uh, and the makeup. I think they did a good job with the makeup. I, I don't remember sitting there going, "Wow, that looks really horrible." No, I I, I thought they did a really they, really good. Yeah, job Yeah, I think with they that. did a good job with it. Um, okay, I'm going to throw this out there as one of my favorite moments of this thing. Arnim Zola. Yes. This. Okay, so Arnim Zola in the comic books is a he's he remind, he'll remind you if you see his picture, Doctor J's of Krang from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yes, you know yes. he's he's the he's a big television with a screen and a face, and then yes. arms on either side and legs coming out the bottom. It reminds me also of a, a muscle men. I don't know if you ever had those figures, yeah. Steve, where the the. Yep. I can't remember what, what muscle stands for, but it's all those little tiny pink wrestlers and they all had like weird, you know, designs. Well, it kind of reminds me of that design. And there's like an antenna sticking out of the top. So the first time you see Arnim Zola in the first movie, Captain America in Captain America, first Avenger, he's looking through like that, um, doctor's, uh, magnifying glass thing. So you're seeing his face through glass. Nice little callback. But in this, okay, if you want to talk about, okay, how can we take a ridiculous character concept, make it realistic, <laughs> and work in this world? Not necessarily work in our world, but work in the movie world. Right. They did it. And it's well, the all you, of the real real computer tapes and stuff start yeah. whirring. Oh, I loved it. He's, he's stored on this ancient computers. <laughs> I loved it. And, I'm and surprised when you, they didn't um, have the punch cards. <laughs> yeah. the punch cards. <laughs> if you listen to Johnny Depp from Transcendence, he, they said they did all this research on – there's all these scientists trying to, to learn how to put a human uh, brain mm-hmm. information on on hard drives or, or, or computers. And from what he was told from these people who are, are doing it, they're saying, oh, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. It's going to happen within 20 to 40 years, they said. It's not even a – it goes – it's there. It's just a matter of having to make it – being able to do it. Um, and so so it's not totally as outlandish. I mean this is kind of like when Jurassic Park, you'd be like, oh, well, cloning is no way. And then all of a sudden it happens. Yeah, well, and with, with, uh, with Arnim Zola though – that's the, the the concept is he just is constantly being downloaded from one body to another. 
these these robot bodies, these computer bodies. And I I loved it. And I love how they they walk in with the flash drive and like I don't think this is going to work. Oh. <laughs> oh. Look at that. You know. Just so Did you see that one coming, huh? Did you see that twist coming? <laughs> I sure didn't. <laughs> no, but Arden I will Zola say... from the first movie downloaded in 1973 technology. <laughs> there was a part of me It's a Batman a computers. There was a moment where I go, are they jumping the shark here? But <laughs> it did for some people at that moment, though. Yeah, it I did go, for some people. I go, I go. It's a bit jumping the shark here because Captain America is, you know, of all of them, is probably the most realistic of all the Marvel films. Uh, and that one was kind of like I felt like it was a, a bit of a cheat and a bit of a jumping the shark. Like I know he's a character and all that, but it, it's not that totally believable. Um, <laughs> I will say though, the one I did see coming was Robert Rudford. I mean, I'm sitting there going, uh, from the beginning, I know, oh, this guy is a tool. I know he is the one behind all of this. Again, that's a trope, though. You get a you get a big, big star who's past his prime and put him in a movie like this. They're either going to be the mentor or the, the villain. Right, but here's the problem. It's a spy thriller. So your three biggest tw- twists are all obvious. That's part of my problem. Okay, but what about the, the biggest twist? Is Shield is Hydra? Shield is infected and infested by Hydra. That's the biggest twist, and that's the yeah. thing I did not see coming. Yeah. Was that Shield, which has been going since right after World War II, in the seventies, started being infiltrated by Hydra, and so you have you have Hydra agents in Shield. Including Sitwell. Yeah. I did not see that coming either. Now, I like Sitwell a lot. He was in the short movie, though. Mm-hmm. He was, he was, uh, he appeared in Avengers. He appeared in Thor, but he was in one of the short movies that they do to put as an extra on the DVDs or the Blu rays, rather. Right. And so on the Avengers Blu ray, he's the agent that goes out and does a mission now that Coulson's dead. And he takes a mission that Coulson normally would have taken or something like that. And then he also Sitwell appeared in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. And so here's Sitwell. And then he leans over to Gary Shandling, who I don't care. Gary Gary Shandling, yeah, you can be Hydra. I don't care. But (laughs) Hail Hydra, they say, you know. And I'm thinking, wait a minute. That's my man. That's Sitwell. Yeah. I love this guy. (laughs) And... Nope, he's Hydra. Oh, and then, okay, the other thing I didn't see coming, they threw him off the building. That I saw. Falcon saves him. That I expected. But then <laughs> Witcher Soldier just rips him out the window and throws him into the <laughs> speeding truck. Yeah, that was it. He's dead. He's gone. <laughs> My boy Sitwell. Not only is he Hydra, now he's dead. Yeah, I so I, I didn't see that happen. Uh, that real coming. sudden, yeah. But see, to me, that's the the Hydra thing isn't a big reveal. It's the main story plot line. I, I felt like, but did you they, expect that? Well, I didn't know anything about the storyline. So for me, when when the whole thing goes sideways and there's all these mysterious things, obviously there's a traitor. There's obviously some people in dark corners. Now I didn't. I don't know the storyline between Hydra. So the whole point of, oh, Hydra's overtaking was a plot point, but I wasn't sitting there going, wow, 
that was I didn't see that coming. I was just like that was a natural progression of the storyline. Oh, I did not. I mean, I just sat there and was just they have rewritten first of all Agents of Shield. Second of all, they've rewritten the Marvel Universe. When we go to Mar- to Avengers: Age of Ultron, yep. Shield is not going to be what it has been. And the I mean, Shield has been the glue that has tied together all of these movies. Yep. It starts out in Iron Man. Nick Fury walks in and says, "I'm Nick Fury." Um, you know, Coulson has been throughout the first Iron Man movie talking about Shield, and I'm with Shield, and let's talk about the Avengers Initiative. Yeah. And so Shield wasn't necessarily in the Incredible Hulk, but they do mention Shield in the Incredible Hulk. Um, but then from Thor to uh, Captain America, which is the beginning of Shield to Avengers. Shield is there, and it's kind of like this kind of safety net, where we're gonna we're the ones who bring you all together. Yeah. And now Shield. So I'm watching this, and I'm just thinking no, that was definitely this is looking. huge, huge repercussions. Yeah, it's definitely interesting because it basically made you feel like Captain America was pretty much by himself, and you couldn't you didn't even know if you could really trust Black Widow or not. Yeah, especially because uh, Nick Fury says don't trust anyone. So who do you trust? Right. That part was was cool, but three of these big reveals that were supposed to be – you guys say they're not big reveals, but I'm sitting there going, well, if you're writing a script, these are kind of like your twists and your turns. And it's, if it's a spy thriller, then you have to have – most of them are so – you see them coming from a mile away that it like, – like you, you said earlier, Ben, it's kind of like ho-hum. It's kind of trope. I mean you kind of you, – you, it's kind of expected. This is what is supposed to happen. And where I think it had a lot more potential in in that. I can I can see what you're saying. I, I won't go as far as you're going, but I do understand. Yeah. Like with, with Fury, I, I knew he wasn't dead. I, I just knew it. You know, he's he's Nick Fury. <laughs> yeah. he, he's not dead. Yep. Um and, and so that was no surprise. And and I, I do I would say that. Well maybe, what about this, Ben? If you would have known that that Nick that that Samuel L. Jackson um had refused to sign on for future movies and you go into that movie. Uh, if I yeah. knew he had refused to sign on for future movies, yeah, that I might think he was really dead because then that's where you get Cyclops in X-Men last stand. Yeah. You know, it's like, Oh, you not coming back. Yeah. You're not coming back. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it sounds like someone else agrees with me too. Yeah. My um, dog. Okay, well, uh, as far as let's let's talk about some weaknesses then. Um, although we, <laughs> okay, but I think maybe we can skip that part because Chase, you can leave now. My <laughs> um, job is done. Yes. <laughs> I'm trying to even think. I I know that there were some things where I was like, well, eh, but I can't remember what they are right now. So, I'm, Steve, you got anything? My weaknesses are what I see in a lot of these movies, and um. You know, one is is the you know the stormtrooper effect, where it seems like a lot of bullets flying and not a lot of people getting hit. Um, especially when someone, I don't know if people know this who write scripts, but if you're above someone shooting down, it's a lot easier than if you're below shooting up. You know, it's just a physics thing. It's 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 you know it, because it's just you're whatever the whole perspective and all that 
and you know when the you get the guys on the bridge and they're just like loading everything down with bullets and you know someone else dot, darts out from a car and shoots a couple of shots up there you know and hits the people i mean it's at, at some point it loses credibility here's um, uh, yeah <laughs> and i don't i don't but like i that. think that there was a high body count here there was a high body count. There was a lot of people getting shot Not and New killed. Not New York City Avengers body count, but no, 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 no. <laughs> Just well, in order to do that, you'd actually have to have like a nuclear bomb go off or let those guns actually shoot. Or Superman versus. I mean, oh, good like, grief! How many people died we'll come back to that another day. <laughs> but the thing is, you could have introduced a character. You could have introduced Sam Wilson, you know, the Falcon, and. I'm not saying I want this to happen, but you could have killed him mm-hmm. and said, hey, look, so even superheroes can get killed. You know, something like that where it might have been a little cliched. But the thing is, you know, having him live is a little cliched. I mean, at, at this point, everything's a cliche. Yeah. Um, Instead, they killed Sitwell. Yeah. That's the is, one character I think that anyone would have had any kind of – Any connection, yeah. Any connection with that they, yeah. that they could kill off. Um, not nearly a connection you had with Coulson in Avengers. And Nick Fury, I think he's really dead. But <laughs> another thing I don't like, and I'm, I'm trying to remember if they did it in this movie, but they do it. They did it in Avengers. They they do it a lot in these these movies, where you have apparently the character is invisible unless he's on screen. So you know, say in in Avengers. Nice, I like that. <laughs> something. I mean, it's got to be. But like in Avengers, where you know Loki is about to shoot the one guy who's standing up, and everyone else is bowing down to him, and and Steve Rogers out of nowhere, except above the screen, above the camera, comes down and blocks the shot. And I'm like, how how far must he have been falling to get to that point? To get to that exact point at the exact time when Loki was shooting and. How come Loki didn't see him falling? I mean, he's a human being. He has, or he's a you know whatever he calls himself a god. But he has vision that goes past you know what a camera shows you. So if Steve, you can see stuff Steve, like that. this is that's just the kind of thing you just have to say. It's a movie. I know, but they do it <laughs> so much. You know, you know, like like yeah. To to, to quote Mystery Science Theater three thousand, just say to yourself, it's just a show. I should really just relax. That's that's a <laughs> yeah, but I can't relax on this one. Well, okay, they do I, it too much. I'm I'm with you. No, I'm not. Um, I'm not with you. <laughs> but, but I'll stand by your side as you say it, even though I'm not with you. I, um, no, I was surprised at the body count. There is, and there's some brutal uh, action and violence in this with the the shield. I mean, if you think about it, Captain America doesn't want to kill anyone, so he uses his shield instead. Right. Oh, I'd almost rather be shot in the head than yeah. get punched in the head with that thing. Yeah. But um I would say that my probably my favorite moment of the movie was when Captain America gets on the mic and says, mm. "By the way, everyone, some of the people next to you are Hydra. They're not Shield. You've been betrayed. Maybe I'm the only one, but I don't think I am." That whole moment mm. where people start to stand up for themselves and fight it was a great moment now i did expect a little bit more from those things from that moment but that was one of the moments where i'm like hurrah and you see that moment where people looking at each other who's going to stand up who's going to do what that was my favorite part of the whole film yeah the the guy the geeky guy the computer guy 
yeah. who who obviously he can't stand against this 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 other guy. Yeah. You know, and he's he's put a gun to his head. Do this. And he's no. Yeah, you're right. That is one of the the best moments in the whole movie. One of the best moments I would say of all of the Marvel Cinematic Avengers movies. Um, it, yeah, because yeah. it was a different. It was like a. It was all of a sudden. <laughs> who do you trust? Like you don't know. You you thought you were on the same team, and then that's what I, I liked about um, Captain America and Falcon. Falcon's like, how do you know who's the good and the bad guys? He goes, if they're shooting at you, they're the bad guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that guy in the computer room. I just realized what this reminded me of, and and Steve, please forgive me, please forgive me, but it reminds me of the boat scenes on uh dark night yeah <laughs> where you just have that kind of mini movie with mini story arcs for these these basically background characters mm-hmm. and that that dude sitting at the computer got his own little mini arc and <laughs> but it's a great arc you yeah. know it's it's a yeah. great arc so um i think that uh, let's let's get some final words here let's see What's your what's your last final thoughts on on uh, Captain America: The Winter Soldier? Not Captain America Two: Death Too Soon. Aww. Sorry, uh, Doctor Jace. Final thoughts. I enjoyed it. It was a good movie. I felt it had the potential to be a great movie, um, but you know, it, it didn't. It didn't. Um, it was still a good Marvel movie. Another good entry into the Marvel universe. Steve. I think it was uh, really good. I think it, uh, you know, picked right up where um, the Avengers leaves off and just continues of just a fantastic, um, you know, portrayal of this character. I mean, I don't even know if we went into actual, you know, the portrayal of the character of Steve Rogers, but it, it's fantastic. He's he's the he's the guy to do the thing, you know, and he knows it, and he knows that he's he's going to do it. You know, so it's just a fantastic, um, fantastic examination of that type of character. Very inspiring. And my final word is watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> uh, I mean, it ties in. It's it, when it's on Netflix, watch through binge on it or whatever. So you don't have to wait five weeks between episodes and you'll be much more satisfied. But um, when you get to the end of the season for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., it just all builds. It builds from episode one to episode twenty, which we just had. There's mm-hmm. or to episode, yeah, we have two more episodes left, so maybe it's going to tank after this. <laughs> maybe <laughs> the last two episodes are just going to be terrible. But um, that's my final word. And then listen to Welcome to Level Seven, Welcome to Level Seven dot com. Yeah, that's that's my other final word. So um, thanks, guys. Uh, next next movie will be Amazing Spider Man Two, if all goes according to plan. We also have two awesome episodes we've already recorded, one about 1986, the year that changed comics, and one about Batman in animation. Batman Both of those animation. were a lot of fun to record. Yep. Uh, we just haven't put them up yet because we don't like to do you know the sci-fi Christian of three episodes every day. <laughs> so, what, Are they over 1,000 yet? No, no. I think they're around like 997 or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> So. I'm checking this site right oh, now. Oh, no, 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 they're 1,005. They, yeah, 1,023 now. Oh, there we go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so thanks, guys. Um, yeah, because there's a big difference between us and them. We have lives. 
<laughs> Wives and lives. <laughs> well, you know, Matt did get married last year. Yes, yeah. that's true. Yeah. But it makes it so much makes us feel so much better when we can say we have lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're superior. This <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> took a turn I wasn't expecting. Although I did, I guess, take the steering wheel and move it in that direction. But, yeah, yeah. We blame you. Yeah, I, I think blame is. I'll accept blame. I'll accept blame. <laughs> Matt, Ben. Please forgive me. It was my fault. I was driving the car. It was Ben. Um, oh, by the way, uh, Nick Fury's car could have flown, but they, they knocked it offline. He had a flying yep. car. Yep. I love flying cars. <laughs> That's my final word, my real final word. All right. You guys want to say goodbye? Bye. Goodbye. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone, and Godspeed. Thanks for listening to the Strangers and Aliens summer movie series. You can email us at podcast at strangersandaliens.com or leave us a voicemail at 1-804-37-ALIEN. That's 1-804-372-5436. We'd love to hear from you. You can also go to our website, strangersandaliens.com, leave a comment on the blog, or check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash strangersandaliens. We're also on Twitter, Strange and Alien. Check us out. <laughs>